0: Hello, everyone. I'm Ray Sanders, and you're listening to the Ray Sanders Leadership Podcast. My favorite co host is in studio. Do you care to guess who it is? Well, let me just give you a hint it's my girlfriend of 36 years and wife of 33, none other than the lovely, the beautiful Miss Stephanie Sanders. Stephanie, thanks for being here today.
1: Hi.
0: You are my favorite co host. <laughs>
1: I'm glad to be
0: here. As if that weren't special enough, we have in studio all the way from Ogden, Utah, mm-hmm. hot off the movie set, the beautiful and enchanting Miss Emily Rose Hill, otherwise known as my fifth child and third daughter.
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Emily,
0: it's so fun having you back here with us. You and your husband, who took you away from the family, are here for a visit, and we wanted to make sure we. Captured this opportunity to um, let people kind of hear your story. It's an interesting story. One that um, hasn't always been a bowl of peaches.
2: No, not at all.
0: (laughs) But we're going to unpack that in a minute. But there is somebody else in studio. If you happen to be watching through uh, YouTube, there's a guy in the studio that you need to know about. And he's kind of our mascot here on an inside look. You can't see him if you're just listening. But if you're watching via YouTube... Mr. Honeybear. Mr. Honeybear is here. He is our toy poodle, and he just can't seem to be Mm -hmm. um, getting enough of Stephanie, so he had to be on the show today. So, you know, when she's on, something tells me Honeybear will be too. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Emily is here today to talk about what it's like to live and navigate the challenges of chronic disease. Now, if you're out there listening, and you're someone that is like me, who pretty much hasn't struggled with anything other than stupid things that you've done, uh, one of which is, believe it or not, break my arm riding a bull, or <laughs> um, you know, falling <laughs> off of ladders, or hit my thumb with a hammer, or something like that. Pretty much self-inflicted, stupid mm. stuff. Mm. Um, it's sometimes it's hard to relate to people that live a life that's constantly a challenge. And you know, we're coming off of a time uh, when we just had the Olympics and it's you see all of these outstanding physically fit, mm-hmm. amazing athletes and then it's followed by the, the uh, Paralympics yeah. And then you see the people that really inspire you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you realize, mm-hmm. man, these people are something else. Well, mm-hmm. Emily Rose um, her story involves type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. and we kind of want to unpack what that's like. A lot of folks have some uh, misconceptions about what type 1 diabetes is. They mix it up with type 2 diabetes. Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) But I thought, you know, what
0: might be kind of neat, Emily and Stephanie, is if we kind of just told the story. And so, Stephanie, if, you know, you kind of lean into the mic there. Why don't you just kind of tell folks kind of when we started realizing something was up with Emily, and it was when she was very young and, um, what, two and a half, three, three. years old. Three she years, was three. Three years old. Mm-hmm. We started noticing some things about her that really became real
1: alarming. So she was three years old and three, almost four. I'm yeah. going to put that in there. Mm-hmm. And Sophia had just um, had strep. And mm. so I kept thinking that um, Emily was probably about to get strep.
0: Sophia is her younger sister. Yes.
1: Yeah. And so i kept my eye on her but at the same time um it was right around christmas and so we were really busy
2: and
1: um the older kids were helping take care of emily but i would make dinner and emily would um go say she needed to go to the bathroom and then I would realize she's not at the table and I would go look for her and she would be on the couch or somewhere asleep Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so um, I would be like I would be thinking what is going on and so that caught my attention and so that went on for a couple of days and then she started um, getting just a little more lethargic
2: and not looking exactly right and Mm -hmm. so um, the dark circles under my eyes. I remember yeah. seeing pictures. I looked very sick. Yeah. One more
0: thin. It mm-hmm. was like we thought she was in a growth spurt. We thought she was growing and maybe she was just getting skinny. But she was But she
1: had a distended stomach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, one evening when things started getting really bad, I gave her a, a bath and I just took her in and gave her a bath. And I thought that um, she had a really bad headache. She had other things that were going on and mm-hmm. but when i saw her in the bathtub i thought something is really really wrong with my child something mm-hmm. is desperately wrong mm-hmm. and so and she fell asleep again in the bathtub and so and i was wetting the bed i mean there was but, things that i just don't normally i didn't normally do yeah she she didn't wet the bed anymore but she had wet the bed like twice and mm-hmm. she was and she slept through that And she also could get a drink by herself. Mm. And so she was probably going to get a drink at the refrigerator much more often than what we even knew because she would just go fill up her cup. Mm. Um, We didn't know
0: at the time. These were kind of classic signs. Um, But we didn't know. Constant thirst, urination, Mm -hmm. loss of weight, Mm -hmm. and the eyes in the dark spots. And really getting to the point of being very lethargic. And we, mm-hmm. we got to the point that we're like, something is not right. Is it the flu? <clears throat> is it strep?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'll never forget what happened next. So.
1: Yeah. So the next morning, I immediately made her an appointment to the pediatrician. And so we took her. And Ray and I went together because we had <laughs> used a Google doctor <laughs> the night before. And yeah. and then... and we knew that something was probably really bad.
0: When you say Google doctor, you mean like Dr. Google. Exactly. Meaning that we we went online. We didn't yeah. really know. I didn't really have a clue that this was the news we were about to hear was about to hit us in the face. Right. So we, we take her into the office. The doctor gives her an examination, uh, takes he a blood want, test.
1: No, he wants, to, he wants her to go urinate. Yeah. And so... Um, I take her in there and she does, and I am wanting him to swab her throat because I'm thinking, strap, strap, please mm-hmm. let this be strap. Yeah. And he doesn't even do that. When he sees Emily, he immediately just wants her to, he just wants to catch her urine and mm-hmm. test it. And it was so off the chart, he couldn't even. Um, test it in his office. So before he came in to the room with us, he already had her set up at Baptist Hospital.
0: Right, and, and was concerned. I can't remember if it was then that they did the blood test or later at the, no, hospital. Later. Was at the hospital. Okay, yeah. it was later at the hospital. That's when they did the blood test. But what I do remember uh, the more you learn about diabetes, they have ways of testing your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. and basically emily's blood sugar was off of the chart mm-hmm. um there was no there was no reading it was just high mm-hmm. like 525 it can, or whatever would be it, high
1: well in the office the highest that it could be is 600. okay and so she
2: was well above 600. so All like right. keep in mind folks the average blood sugar stays within 80 to 120. Yeah. So, 80 to 120. <laughs> and so, and what this
0: means is, and we didn't know it at the time, bottom line is her body had lost the ability to process um, sugar. And your body has a hormone called insulin that basically breaks down that blood sugar and allows that blood sugar to get into Uh, your body's, your bloodstream, it's in your bloodstream, but it Mm -hmm. allows your cells to absorb Mm -hmm. the energy that the glucose is. Right. But for whatever reason, uh, we now have learned that the pancreas, um, the uh, Mm -hmm. islet cells, Mm -hmm. were basically attacked. And their job is to tell the body how to process this insulin. And I like to put it this way, uh, it's like trying to put a square peg into a round hole mm-hmm. and the sugar literally is a square cube and it's it's kind of like trying to get into the the body and it can't get in because it's not shaped properly and the insulin for lack of a better term rounds it off mm-hmm. and lets it get in into the body the way it's supposed to be and in Emily's case the sugar was building up into her body and so these this the sugar count was off the chart, beyond six hundred. Like you said, a lot of times it's mm-hmm. anywhere from eighty to one hundred and twenty. And ultimately, what can happen here is that you can uh, become go into ketoacidosis, mm-hmm. which can cause coma, she which yeah. she was in, and it becomes an emergency, and you can actually die uh, from this, basically an overdose of sugar. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea at the time. We've since learned all of this as well. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor walks back into the office. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to, you know, he's going to send us home. We're going to hydrate. We're going to do whatever. And he says, I need you to take Emily to the emergency room at Baptist. I have you uh, set up with the doctors there. She has diabetes and it's an emergency. She needs to go now.
1: He says, you, you have one of two choices. Either I'm going to call an ambulance or you're, or you're going to go now. Yeah. yeah. That was our choices. <laughs>
0: And I, you know, it's kind of a blur at this point. And here she is, your three-year-old, blonde-haired, mm-hmm. blue-eyed little girl, and your world just starts spinning out of control. And you're thinking, no, not my my child. And if you're out there and you've, you've ever had a diagnosis of cancer or leukemia, you know what we're talking about. If you've had a loved one that's had this diagnosis, mm-hmm. you just, you don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I really mean this, and I've been through a lot of my life, if you've ever heard my story, um, my 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 own father trying to take my life and the life we grew up with as with kids i will tell you even to this day and i hope it i hope it's never gets worse because this was terrible i describe this as the worst day of my life
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and so the doctor says you've got to get her to the hospital immediately so i take him in my arms we get out to the car she's starving to death because her body can't get the energy she needs she eats her body then tries to get rid of it by uh, asking for more water, the water is trying to flush out the sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, then your bladder's full, so you try to urinate, but you're getting zero benefit of what the food you're eating. Right. So, as much as you're eating, you're not getting any benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So, you're literally mm-hmm. diabetes is a disease where you literally starve to death. Mm-hmm. You're starving yourself to death, and until not until 1925, yep, uh, was insulin invented. And when you uh, were diagnosed with diabetes. Before 1925, it was a death sentence.
2: Slow, terrible death. Mm -hmm. Terrible, terrible. And then they would say that the treatment back then was to not give the patient any food. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. think about that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm.
0: crazy. Yeah, and so you literally are just starving to death, not only from the disease, but then Mm -hmm. in those days, they tried to cut back. Well, what they're trying to do is keep your blood sugar from rising. So at the end of the day, um, diabetes is this this... constant, 24-7, every minute, every second of the day of trying to balance your blood sugar, finding somewhere between 80 and 150, if you're lucky, mm-hmm. and sometimes going higher. And then the other side of that is going getting too much insulin and going way, way low and passing out from that kind of a hypoglycemic moment. Mm-hmm. But but getting back to the story, we, we load up, and I'm she's starving. Daddy, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And so I, um, mm. I, do what any dad would want to do. I was totally ignorant. Didn't know. Well, I take her through McDonald's and I get her a, a um, vanilla ice cream. The absolute stupidest, worst thing I mm. could have done. But in some ways, I'm glad I did. But I'm glad we run away the, the hospital because I could have killed her. Mm-hmm. And I get there, and the thing that is just horrible is they take her in. Immediately, they rush her in. They this three year old little girl. Strap her into this, I don't know what you call it, not really a gurney, but bottom line is they, they put one arm one way, they put the mm-hmm. other arm another way, strap her arms down, and literally just start stabbing her mm-hmm. with ivies oh. and, and needles and taking her blood sugar. And she's crying out to me, Daddy, Daddy, make him stop, make him stop. What were you going to say? Yeah.
1: But it is the only thing they can do because she's so dehydrated at that point, they can't, they cannot even find a vein. Right. And so. It is a a horrible, horrible thing to watch. But at the same time, it's the only thing that's going to save her life. Yeah. Right. It It, has to be. It has
0: to happen. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's not any more horrifying as for a daddy to watch somebody basically torture your daughter. And then to have Mm -hmm. her look over at you with her eyes saying, make them stop. Mm -hmm. And it just just crushed me. Yeah, I mean, it was beyond pitiful. Yeah, Uh, And they're using, you know, the lancets that look more like a doggone Mm-hmm. Bowie knife, and they're, it, mm. they're like draining her, and it's touch and go. We don't know what's going to happen. And then walks in a guy, <laughs> and I really get emotional thinking about this doctor that's been a big part of our life, is Dr. Domek. And so many mm. people have learned who Dr. Domek is, and he has made life so much better for so many. The calming mm-hmm. force that walks in the room and says, We're going to get this, we're going to be okay. Mm. And he's become a lifelong friend of our family and someone that we cherish very dearly. He and his wife, Sharon, are truly angels here on earth. And Mm. um, she started to get better. There's no cure for diabetes. No. So when I say better, I mean better in that moment. Mm -hmm. Meaning she wasn't going to die at that moment. But we were going to fight for another day. And Dr. Domek got her under
1: control. Mm -hmm.
0: And you want to...
1: So... Immediately, you're educated in what to do.
0: It's not. It's not easy. No. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about any more about the hospital stay, but I want to talk about something after the hospital stay. Okay. Yeah. Go do for it. Do you want to say something about that? So I mean, friends and family and everything. We we start to see our little girl coming back. She's starting to get nutrition. I can't remember how many days we're in the hospital, but
1: just uh, one, because because Dr. Domek, he does not want you to have to his goal is that you only stay in the hospital for one day if he can get you under control. And then he has everybody that is going to be taking care of the child. Mm-hmm. You go get educated the next day. Yeah, So we gotta, take care we got to crash, mm-hmm. you know,
0: crash course in mm-hmm. how to deal with diabetes. Our world yeah. is spinning. You, If you think I'm foggy about all this, you're absolutely right because mm-hmm. I'm still traumatized by it. <laughs> but anyway, I remember um, we're loading up and we're in a, and uh, we're heading home. And I get a phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this day, I'll never forget. I get a phone call. A friend of mine calls me and says, hey, I, I saw where you called. I was calling you back. And I said, hey, Gary, I didn't I didn't call you. He says, no, man, I got it right here. You called me. I says, I didn't call you. He said, well, that's odd. He said, hey, what's up? And I said, well, if I told you you wouldn't believe me, I said, I'm leaving the hospital. And my three-year-old little girl was just diagnosed with diabetes. And, man, I'm, my world is out of control. And I'm just really sad and upset. And the, and the phone call was quiet. Mm-hmm. And Gary said, hey, man, um, I don't know if you know this, but my daughter was diagnosed at three with diabetes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he this, said, I
1: know why why I'm calling you. Yeah,
0: I know why I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I know why I'm mm-hmm. calling you. And my daughter was diagnosed at three with diabetes. And I just I just want you to know that you're going to get through this. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And. That was the beginning, of so many. I'm just going to call it what it is: supernatural encounters. Along the way, and as terrible as this thing is, there's been amazing things that have happened along the way. But you, that, that was not an accident. Mm-hmm. And the, here was a dad who had got the news about his daughter. And I, it sounds like I'm making it all about me. I'm just the one watching. But I'm just trying to relate to the parents out there. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's, sure. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we get home, and it's a whole new day. Our our way we cook, the mm-hmm. way we live, and not only are we are we fighting sugar highs.
2: Yeah.
0: Now we're fighting sugar lows.
2: Yeah.
0: So, that's the story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and the whole the whole way we eat every everything that we brought into the house was different yeah we changed everything and but i do want to bring this up the other thing that was really hard during that time was that emily was so young she couldn't tell us how she felt and Mm -hmm. i think that parents that have young children when they're diagnosed young that is one of the really really hard things is that they they can't tell you how they feel. And a lot of times with diabetes, they go off of how they feel if they're higher low. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: that's a point that we need to make here. It mm-hmm. used to be type 1 diabetes was referred to as juvenile diabetes because mm-hmm. it was more likely than not that you would re- uh, contract this disease. And they don't know if it's... most. They mostly think it's inherited. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different ways that it, you can contract it, but pretty much um, it can be inherited. And we... Stephanie participates in a study down in Dallas um, that they're trying to d- discover th- the roots and the why behind mm-hmm. diabetes. We have mm-hmm. since learned that she carries the antibodies that uh, contributed to Emily's diabetes. I don't bring that up to be ugly, that's just the facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it used to be known as juvenile diabetes, but the truth of the matter is you don't have to be a juvenile to get type no. one diabetes anymore.
2: No.
0: Type one diabetes is more common among younger people and type 2 diabetes is a different type of, of diabetes, and you don't have to necessarily have injections. You can actually take a pill for that. Type 1 diabetes, you have to have injections. You are dependent upon insulin injections for the rest of your life and trying to figure out just how much insulin mm-hmm. to take at the just right time based upon the number of carbs you've had and, protein and exercise and how hot you are and whether or not you're having your womanly cycle and whether or not you're mad at mm-hmm. your boyfriend or girlfriend or your husband <laughs> or your dog or whoever. It's it's you basically become your own pancreas. Mm-hmm. And um, there are a lot of advancements that have been made since 1925. Thank God for the men that discovered diabetes. They tested dogs. Honey Bear, maybe you're here in honor mm-hmm. of those puppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tested it on dogs. But am I think it'd be good for everybody if you do kind of describe to people what is type 1 diabetes and uh, fill people in on exactly what it's like to have it?
2: Um, goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, diabetes. So, I'm just so everybody knows I'm married. So, uh, diabetes is my second spouse. <laughs> That's <laughs> the best way I like to describe it now. Um, Which one's worse? I'm curious. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. Uh, but, diabetes. In a lot of ways, it's amazing because it's grown me in ways that I think nothing else could have. But then, I mean, the seasons that I've gone through with it, um, terrible. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like, that's that's the best word I can describe is, I mean, there, were, I, I didn't even want to take care of myself because I thought, what is the point if this is the rest of my life? So
0: describe what it means terrible. How does it affect you? How does it affect your body? You've had it since you're Mm -hmm. three. Yeah. Uh, You're pretty well used to being feeling Mm -hmm. bad. But what are some of the symptoms that you deal with?
2: Um, So symptoms as far as, I mean, my blood sugar, especially um, through my hormonal changes and puberty, I could literally do everything right. I could try my hardest. And my blood sugar would still be either too high, too low, just never good enough. Um, and so a lot of, I guess, my childhood was figuring out how to be okay with the highs and the lows and understand that it's just it's just a day. It's, it's just not an exact science. Right.
1: That's
0: what yeah. I
2: would always say. This is not an exact science. Tell
0: people what it's like when your blood, sh- blood sugar is high.
2: So when my blood sugar is high, and this is very much just dependent on the person. Um, I know a lot of different diabetics that have different symptoms. But for me personally, I am thirsty as I'll get out. Um, I get nauseous, headaches, body aches. Um, sometimes I sweat uh, for no reason. Um, my heart is racing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other things. But those are the main ones that really affect me if I'm not, you know. And
0: left unattended, without insulin, you could go into a coma and e- yeah, that would be easily. It. Yeah,
2: uh,
0: and, and it can spike and go fast. Um, ketoacidosis, one of the ways that you can test that, you know, obviously, you can t- test your sugar, but a lot of people are aware of the keto diet, mm. and you can get keto uh, strips, mm-hmm. and you can test the mm-hmm. amount of uh, protein that you're spilling out of your uh, urine mm-hmm. with those strips. And those, a lot of times, will tell you if they're dark, it's like, man, you are really, you really got a lot sick. of, get really yeah. sick. Yeah. Um,
1: I could tell if Emily was in, we just called it keto in keto, our house. Yeah. We just shortened it mm-hmm. just when she would come into a room because she just had that smell on her. There's just a lot of people call it a sweet smell, but to me, Kinda it was fruity. Yeah. But for me, it was a sick smell. Mm-hmm. Emily mm-hmm. just would smell sick. And I would say you are in keto. Yeah. So we got to get you out fast.
0: So then there's the other side. Uh, and that's the lows. But, mm-hmm. but I, I want to try to give people an idea. So let's just imagine that you and I are healthy and our blood sugar is running between 80 and 100, 120, somewhere in there. We go and we have a hamburger, fries, and a, a soda pop. Um, with ketchup. With ketchup. <laughs> yeah. And your body recognizes this really pretty much, as I'm going to simplify it, was as proteins and carbohydrates. And those carbohydrates... Carbohydrates are uh, transferred into glucose, and that glucose gets into your bloodstream and is burnt as energy. Protein too, but
1: and some fiber, There's and some fiber. fiber. So fiber we're,
0: we're simplifying. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, my body, my pancreas says, "Hey, we got a lot of blood, uh, sugar in the blood. We need to give it a shot of insulin." And so my my pancreas shoots insulin into my bloodstream, mm-hmm. and it my it's a miracle. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it God's works. God's design, God's truly. design, <laughs> our pancreas knows how much insulin to give us to mm-hmm. neutralize or reshape the way I said it earlier, yep. reshape that sugar at the just right level mm-hmm. to get it into our body so that our body can absorb it. Now, if our body doesn't, doesn't burn it, mm-hmm. it turns it into fat, and we know what happens there to all of us, yeah. right? Well, in Emily's case and a lot of other type 1 diabetics and type 2 diabetics, their body doesn't do that, and so they have to have some outside source And in this case, it's an artificial hormone uh, that's now produced insulin. It comes in different forms. And you can get that through an injection. Yep. Uh, And and it's a ratio of knowing. So, like, give an example. If you eat so many carbs, how many units of insulin do you give yourself based on carbohydrates?
2: Right. So everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And um, you really, I mean, we have gone through years of trying to find the best, I call it algorithm, Mm -hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with my healthcare team. And so um, let's say I'm going to eat 20 grams of carbs. I'm going to give myself two units of insulin.
0: So give an example of something that has 20 grams of carbs.
2: Um, let's do an apple. That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> an yeah, apple. So you're eating
0: really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so so you have an apple. We go and we eat an apple. No big deal. Right. You eat an apple. You're going, okay, I had an apple. What else have I been doing today? Right. I've got to get out either a... Uh, uh, a needle and inject myself, mm-hmm. or thank God we have now insulin a, an, ins, an insulin yeah. pump. But you just can't eat an apple.
2: No, I have to think about every lick, nibble, and bite that goes <laughs> into my mouth, and, and sometimes drink. You got to think about that too. So if too. you have, a, if you
0: have, if you had a standard Coca Cola.
2: Oh my word. Don't even. Yeah. She those doesn't are, drink. Cocaine.
1: Well, I, I know, ever. but if she
0: did, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm oh. trying to, uh, you know, people are oh. out there listening. They're like, yeah. I have a stop by the, yeah. the convenience store. I pick up a soda pop and.
2: An average soda pop would raise my blood sugar about 200 points. 200 points. At least. At and least. So that, was, that is how our life
1: changed. Like, right. we never went to Sonic and. Just got a slush anymore. We nope. never went. And got now, an IC. all the we have six kids,
0: and so everybody's like, "No more ICES." Thanks, Emily. Kind of. And so there's all of that. But so, mm. bottom line is, your 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 head is probably spinning at this point, and that's part of what we want you to experience because okay. this is what the diabetic the, the diabetic lives every day, and you can kind of get on top of it. But if, let's just say this: it is exhausting.
2: Mm-hmm. Exhausting,
0: yeah. and you have to kind of become your own pancreas mm. you have to think like a pancreas
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so you're constantly battling that and when she was younger it was injections and we'd have to draw insulin we'd have to stick her we'd have to poke her um but now we have uh the the, the technology there's a lot of insulin pumps out there and we have not only that but also devices that monitor our blood sugar cgms so,
2: those are awesome
0: cgms yeah. i kind of call them a bionic pancreas i don't yeah. know if that's fair yeah now that's not exactly like, oh, you just install it and it's like getting, uh, no. you know, something put into your car. You know, you have a dual exhaust. No, that's not what it is. Mm-mm. This is ugly as well. You have to put it into your body. You have to push it in with a needle that's very ugly. It's under the skin, not just for the pump, but also for the um, the, the, sen- yeah. the sensor. And so and then you're wired up. You look like you're carrying around a beeper mm. or a pager, as, as some people may call. And a lot of yeah. people may not even know what that is anymore. But you're you're wired for sound. you got tubes hanging off of you.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not like you're just going to go jump rope or go run through the woods, you know. you no. got all these wires hanging off of you. Feeling is somewhat n- normal, but even that can get out of whack.
2: Mm. Oh, it does. I mean, the best yeah. way I mm. can describe walking around with an insulin pump is it's a portable IV. That's, That's what a, you're... Yeah. walking around with 24/7. So imagine, you know, being a little kid and your arm kind of just matches up with the door handle just oh perfectly God. to your room. So mm-hmm. you walk into your room and your little tube gets caught on that door and that thing you pops just yank out. It right out. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how many times that would happen as a kid.
0: <laughs> so I want to come back to the difference in type 1 and type 2. Yeah. But since we're talking about the insulin pump, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting being out in public and <laughs> We cheered it. We have seen some. We have athletes. Uh, we're big University of Oklahoma football fans. Uh, there's been some players that have diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we could tell you all the movie stars. Um, yeah. The, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. You know, wow, Dad. You know, there's a lot of, <laughs> not all of the Jonas Brothers. Nick, Nick, right? Yeah, Nick Jonas. Um, but it's different cool. people have diabetes, and they wear the insulin pumps. They're becoming more and more recognizable. Hmm. But <laughs> it's not funny, but it's kind of aggravating. Mm-hmm. Tell people some of the experiences you have it's not like it's not bad enough to have diabetes all right anyway but you've been like called out by people thinking
2: singled out put down oh yeah tell them uh so one incident is what i like to call them uh was actually not too long ago i was at target i was running around actually grabbing some snacks so i think i was about to go on a road trip and you know i had like apples and a ton of different stuff in my cart but any hoodl so i get in line to check out and I run into a Karen, oh, <laughs> as, as the youngsters know, and I, I'm just standing there minding my own business, and this lady just blankly says, are you recording? Excuse me? Are you recording? And I, I turned around and I said, ma'am, I, what? How, how can I help you? What's wrong? <laughs> and she says, you're recording. You've been walking around recording people. I've seen you. I've been watching you.
0: Like you had an undercover mic with all
2: your... Yeah. And so I I said, ma'am, I really don't know what you're talking about. And she said, I can see it plain as day on your back. I see the mic pack on your back. <laughs> oh. And I, I, oh my goodness, so many thoughts were running through my mind in that moment. Um, but one, it was really interesting. The Lord was kind of like, listen, when they point the finger at you, you point the finger up to me. Hmm. So I allowed this to happen. Um, and it's for a reason. So, anyways, um, moving on. But I, I tell her, I'm just like, ma'am, this is an insulin pump. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I'm not recording you. <laughs> 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 Promise. Uh, and she doesn't really say a word she just kind of looks at me with a blank face and then goes and switches lines actually (laughs) so she didn't have to stand behind me anymore oh my um so that's just one story there are plenty plenty others um which is really sad I kind of like to use the term don't judge a book by its cover Hmm. um oh my goodness especially going through the TSA that has been the well we've had some moments brutal 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 stuff but yeah, that's just one story. I have I have a lot in my pocket, for sure. And
0: that's just on top of everything else you deal with. Now, mm. now you mentioned something that I think it's worth pointing out. And you mentioned your faith.
2: Mm.
0: And you really have had a lot of questions for God, mm. but you also give God a lot of credit for getting you through. Yeah. Your mother and I certainly do. Uh, let's touch on that, and then I want to come back to type one, type two. Mm. But what role has your faith played in managing, dealing with, Diabetes.
2: Oof. So, one, I just want all the listeners out there to understand, I'm not perfect, and I haven't always had this mindset and heart towards diabetes. Um, At one point, I thought it literally was a curse over my life. I thought I was getting punished for something. Mm. I didn't know what. Um, But as I got older, I started to realize, wow, the Lord allowed me to have this. And I say, I say allow to have, not give. He didn't mm. give this to me. He allowed it. Mm. Um, he allowed it to happen because he knew with it, I would further his kingdom more than I would without. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a while to get to that point in my life. I've had this for almost 18 years. Mm-hmm. Almost 18 years. That is crazy to say out loud. Um, and I think, too, pain connects us. To each other but then also the lord um there were days where i literally would have to pray for strength to put a needle in my mm-hmm. arm or leg or like lord i just don't want to do this anymore like i need you to come and intercede on my behalf give me the strength i don't want my strength my strength is weak compared mm-hmm. to your strength i want you um so yeah it, it's really strengthened my relationship with the lord in that way something that could have easily made me turn away from him has really just turned me more towards him. So You know,
0: one of the things that I'll never forget, I remember where I was (laughs) sitting, and I remember it was years ago, and the Olympics were on, Uh and you came to me and you said, Dad, why did God give me diabetes?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, man, if you're a parent out there and you have a child that has a handicap or any kind of special challenge, you want to talk about a tough one. It's like, well, let's just pick up the phone and call God right now. I have a few questions myself. Yeah. And I had the presence of mind that I told you. I said, you know what? I said, th- those little girls you're watching in gymnastics and they're in the Olympics, they're special. And they have the strength to, to do what they, they do. And all I can tell you is, is that you're special and that God must have known that you can handle this. And he's going to give you the strength yeah. to be the little girl that he wants you to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things I, that bothers me is sometimes when I help pe- hear people say this, they say, well, I think God's given you this so you can just relate to other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How cynical to think that God wants to give people stuff so they can help other people that are stuck with stuff. That I just don't see how a loving God would do that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that. While he allows it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he guarantees. And we, we live in a fallen world. Disease is a part of what we recognize. We're all going to die somehow, some way, some at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm not. And we have pre- trust me. We we mm-hmm. know. I've gone on a 40 day fast. Mm-hmm. You know we we believe that God can heal. Mm-hmm. He has just chosen not to heal. We've uh, gone on a 40 day fast, expecting that these types only come out through prayer and fasting. That's just our faith. Background. That's what yeah. we believe. We believe in healing. We've seen mm-hmm. people be healed, but you have not been. Yeah. And I remember on the 40th day, holding in my arms, thinking, mm-hmm. "Lord, are you going to heal us within the next few hours? Mm-hmm. Because we've been praying and asking mm-hmm. for you to heal, Emily." And I lost 40 pounds in 40 yep. days, and I was believing, and and it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about being upset and frustrated, and I'm shaking your hand at God. But what we've learned is, and your mom's been on a journey with her health too somewhere along the way we recognize that God is with me and all I can say is this this is the best I've got and I'm not speaking for you Mm -hmm. is that it's better with him than without him absolutely and whether you believe in him or you don't I can just tell you I I don't know how we get through it I know he can but he's chosen not Mm -hmm. to and whether it's conversations or how he's made you stronger but this I know Mm -hmm. this I know Mm -hmm. God doesn't waste pain
2: no not at all
0: and with all the pain that you have been through and the pain that people with uh, cancer go through and mm-hmm. breast cancer and leukemia and all the ugly diseases that are out there, I just want people to know that it's not wasted. You're an inspiration. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand always how you're an inspiration. I don't know how it's not wasted. But the only thing that gets me through it is, is trusting that, yep. it's, that it's not, it's not wasted. Mm -hmm. And we've had special encounters. I mean, we've had times when um, Emily has been asleep at night. That's one of the times, you know.
2: Before CGMs, I might want to add to all those diabetics out there. I mean, I grew up in a culture where CGMs weren't really a thing. Pumps were even pretty new, Mm -hmm. um, especially at my age. I was, I think, one of the first in Oklahoma, actually, as a five-year-old, to be put on an insulin pump. It wasn't FDA
0: approved, we got nope. approval for you to be on it.
2: Right. So that's that was, I think, the game changer for me personally. So for parents out there, I know it's expensive. I know it's hard. If if you can somehow, some way, at least get your child on a CGM.
0: Tell them what a CGM is.
2: So a CGM is a continuous glucose monitor. Um, so instead of you know pricking your finger ten to fifteen times a day. Terrible um you literally just have a little wearable device um that tracks your blood sugar and uh, gives you a reading every five minutes mm-hmm. uh, and you can look at that reading on your mobile device so it's really cool um highly recommend it mm-hmm. highly 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 recommend it
0: i, I want to say this now before i forget if you're listening today and you're thinking oh my goodness my child's been diagnosed with diabetes i've been diagnosed with diabetes uh, we just want to give you the opportunity. If you go to our website, aninsidelook.com, mm-hmm. uh, aninsidelook.com, there's a there's a section there to contact us. And if you just want to uh, send your information to us, we'll get it to Emily. And I promise you, she'll reach out to you. She'll email you, and she'll talk yeah. to you about the journey she's been on. We're not saying that she's got it all figured out, but she mm-hmm. can certainly share share her story with you. And we'll just make that available to you if you want to go to an inside dot com and contact us and we may mention that a little later
1: if i wouldn't have had um some parents reach out to me at the very beginning i would not have had just those little special things told to me of how to take care of emily
2: better sanity Mm.
1: well and they just gave me all those little special tips tips. yeah tips and tricks really honey
2: is now i say Honey is great. I absolutely cannot stand to eat honey now. I, oh my goodness, I cannot do it. Um, But so like as a kid, if my blood sugar was just dropping really fast, we could Mm -hmm. not get it up. We've had the juice boxes, you know, we've had the cookies, we've tried everything to bring it up. We've taken the pump off, Mm -hmm. you know, we've unhooked. The only thing typically that would bring my blood sugar up was A spoonful of honey, Mm -hmm. sometimes two, sometimes three. Mm -hmm. But once you hit that, it was kind of the last resort thing and it always brought it up.
0: And the thing about honey is, is that if she's somewhat conscious or unconscious, Mm -hmm. you can put that in their mouth and they won't choke and and it'll absorb pretty immediately. That's the thing about honey. We learned that from an older diabetic who, Mm -hmm. who taught us that trick. And so if you're out there and you have diabetes, you may carry hard candy or peppermints. I've, you may carry glucose tablets. Ugh. A little packet of honey um, can go a long ways. I know you're sick of it, but it's a God-given special thing. Yeah, um, that's for a, sure. It's a, it's a great tip. While we're at it, I want to come back to type 1, type 2. Uh, but tell us other tips. What are some other tips?
2: Um, oh, my goodness. I could write a book. The little four-ounce. Juice boxes. Um, juice boxes that don't have to be refrigerated.
1: Yeah, those are awesome. They can awesome. Go with you. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I would say, like, I'm, I have more advice than tips in general. But um, mm-hmm. so heat, cold and heat um, of the outdoors really does affect our blood sugar um, even hours after you've been in it. So there have been two times in my life where I've been outside in 100-degree weather for, you know, all day. And I would have a seizure uh, by the by the end of the day in the evening while I was sleeping. So um, there's that. And then also I've been in the cold all day long on a film set, actually. And I had a seizure because I didn't and this is this wasn't even that long ago. So keep that in mind. I mean, I'm constantly, constantly learning things about this ever changing disease. Within the, within
0: the year this happened. So we're, yeah. we get a phone call. They're up in the mountains of Oregon shooting a movie.
1: Utah. Utah. Utah, I say Oregon, Ogden, what, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. um, in Utah, and they can't get her to respond, and they're struggling with getting her conscious, and what do they do, and talk about try to maintain your composure, be calm, knowing that your daughter may not come out of it, um, but the team was there, Heston was there, everybody pulled it together, the Lord was there, thank mm-hmm. goodness, yeah, it was and, crazy. and and it happens. It sucks, but it, it happens. And even mm-hmm. at your age, and you try to get everything right, and then sometimes... I did
2: everything correct. I had alarms um, set to wake up in the middle of the night just to check. Um, I had food sitting right by me. had my uh, blood sugar meter right next to me. I mean, I I was doing everything I possibly could. And that's another thing that I, I would want to instill in someone who's newly diagnosed is... There will be times where you do everything and it still doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. There's Mm -hmm. always an antidote. There's always something to fix the problem. If you're Mm -hmm. low, you'll be okay. If you're too high, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. There's always an antidote.
1: And uh, one thing I was going to say is that you are like one of the most responsible Mm -hmm. diabetics that I know of. I think I had to grow into that. (laughs) But but if these things happen to you Mm -hmm. and you're so responsible then mm-hmm. it, it really is going to happen
0: the thing about diabetes and this is probably a, a good way to compare type 1 and type 2 people tend to if they have type 2 um, they don't have to, they're not insulin dependent that's the word i would say they they True, can they yeah. can take tablets that will adjust their their needs
2: and it's but, reversible i might add type mm-hmm. 2 diabetes is reversible you can you can mm-hmm. not have it anymore lose type? weight yeah. get in shape mm-hmm. A lot of
0: times people get get in a, in a position to where they're just not taking care of themselves. But here's what they do. They ignore, oh, I rock it around 230, 250, mm-hmm. sometimes 300 blood sugar. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing fine. And what they're not realizing, that's like sending razors into your bloodstream. And you're just scarring the inside of your, your blood vessels. And you're building up scar tissue. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, the stories you hear about people losing limbs, their extremities, their toes, their feet, their hands, their kidneys, their eyes. It's because people don't take care of and keep those blood sugars down and they're destroying their body literally from the inside out. And it's mm-hmm. a slow, miserable death and there's no mm-hmm. way to reverse it because your body's so jacked up. And that's the thing I would actually say that maybe a gift that Emily's given all of us is that we've learned to, to eat better mm-hmm. and some of the trashy stuff that we put in our bodies are doing just that. They're trashing our bodies. Mm-hmm. And because of Emily, we are now you know, healthier but if you're a type 1 or a type 2 diabetic, for heaven's sake, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are what are tips? What are some of the um, Instagram websites? Where are some of the places you go for input?
2: Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so I have a few, uh, we call them Instagram influencers, mm-hmm. uh, you, those young kids again. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, that I follow, I... kind of hard for me to name them off the top of my head, if I'm honest. Beyond Type One has been one resource. Um, I think think they started their nonprofit up. Nick Jonas actually started up this nonprofit, Mm -hmm. uh, I think back in 2016, 2015. Um, They just have a lot of great insights, resources, especially for newly diagnosed uh, diabetics. So that is one website that I would check out. Um, I may, at the end of the uh, podcast I, I'll have a little link down below where everybody can
0: And what's the guy's name the the Beaties or whatever? Uh yeah,
2: the the Beaties guy. Mm-hmm. That's what that's his Instagram mm-hmm. handle. That's great. The yeah, yeah, the Beaties. He, mm-hmm. I love
0: him. He's a, he, he's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anything else you'd say about the difference of type 1 and type 2? Um no, I don't think
2: no, so. I think, think so. you you nailed it. Okay.
0: And then tips. We talked about honey. We we talked about recognizing the impact that weather, hot and cold plays on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we exercise, a exercise.
2: Water,
1: exercise. Oh, water, yes, water,
2: please, for the love, I'm not even the best at this, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get better, um, but water, our organs, guys, need water more than anything, really, aside from insulin, <laughs> our, our body really does need water more than most people do, um, so staying that's hydrated,
1: thing, yeah, that's one thing, whenever you would go high, mm-hmm. I would say, Oh, you're not drinking enough. I'm drinking with water. You're now. not drinking enough. We've got to get water into you. Yeah. And that's one thing I don't think that newly diagnosed um, people realize is that they have to just up the water intake water, yeah. hugely. Yeah.
0: So while we're on tips, uh, one of the things before we started the show today that you said you wanted to be sure and bring up is, and this is, I think this qualifies as a tip, mm. is the power of a team. Yeah we, we, yeah. we call it team Emily. Yeah. And, um, we've been a part of the team Emily, uh, team for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, we've added a new member to the team. Uh, Mr. Hesto, Mr. Mm-hmm. Heston. He's, he's the, um, the resident team member for you now. Yeah. And he does a lot for you and takes care <laughs> of you.
1: He's the head team member he's, now. And, um, he's taking her on. And yeah.
0: he's, we're, we're blessed by having him in your life and couldn't think of anybody mm-hmm. better to help, um, help you along in that regard but Mm. talk about this dynamic of a a team
2: so growing up um so like keep in mind i was you know number five out of six kids i was the only one to have diabetes so all my i mean statistically guys that's insane typically there's at least two other um kids in the family with diabetes at the number of kids that we have Mm -hmm. um and so my siblings did an awesome job, especially my older brother, Joshua. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, coming alongside me, as well as my parents, but if I'm talking about siblings, Joshua would help me put in the pump sites. Mm-hmm. Um, if if my parents ever had to go out of town due to work, um, Joshua or Larna Lane really were the two that would keep me alive until my parents got back. <laughs> Those
0: two, and then some of the others, they just look at you, and they'd pass out yes. because they can't handle it. But, you know, Lorna Lane... Uh, your oldest the, oldest, the oldest of our siblings, and Josh, if somehow they just could handle it. Yeah.
2: But I think
1: that they all oh. were yes. so good yes. about looking at Emily, knowing mm-hmm. if her eyes look funny. We all know the signs right. to look for if she was high or right. low. And um, they, they were all very, very helpful in constantly making sure if Emily was good.
0: Mm. I, I want to say this. We never let really anything slow us down you and i as a couple we never let our kids slow us down Mm -hmm. we didn't let we don't we've never let any of our life challenges slow us down we're fighters Mm -hmm. we really haven't let diabetes be an excuse we're like you know what it's just part of who we are Mm -hmm. it's part of us it's gonna it's a character builder Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do with it and so you know diabetes is just part of life and
2: we make it happen. Yeah. Regardless,
0: we don't we don't we don't make an excuse. We don't make it a crutch.
2: Now, but we are cautious. We're wise in the choices that we make. So, um, if I'm going to go on a hike, or I'm going to go do something outdoors, I'm not just going, not thinking that diabetes is going to hold me back. I plan and I and I execute the plan. Yeah. So that's you know bringing extra snacks, making sure I'm hydrated. I mean, it, it's planning. You become an expert at planning. Mm-hmm. Your everyday life. Thinking ahead. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And one of those little packets, goo?
2: Yeah, goo, energy, little packets. Those Those things are are awesome.
0: And I'm famous for saying this to the family, is Mm -hmm. that diabetes is not mind over matter. You cannot. (laughs) And Emily, um, (laughs) she gets her daddy. She has her daddy's attitude about you can do anything if you think you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Diabetes will win if you think that you can just think your way through it or push your way through it. Your (coughs) body cannot overcome Mm Diabetes by, I think I can. I think I can. You need to respond. You need to have a plan. Right. If you're high, you need to know what to do, and if you're low, you need to need to know what to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, you know, it's a big deal. So having a team, this is this is, if you have a loved one who has diabetes, you're on the team. You, right. You're you're a part of the team. You're not sitting the bench. Mm-hmm. You're part of the team.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's what I think really pushed me forward and kept me from really a lot of bad situations Mm -hmm. was knowing, uh, even when I don't want to do it, somebody's going to come and help me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to need help. It's okay to want help. I think too, like that mindset of Ray Sanders of, I think I'm going to do it and I can do it by myself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what really, um, I, I got from my dad. So it's kind of funny, but I had to overcome that mindset even of humbling myself and realizing, no, I need help and that's okay. Um, and I'll be healthier for it. So,
0: okay. Let's kind of wrap this thing up. I have uh, (laughs) a couple of things I want to say. Um, what have you learned from diabetes? Mm
2: -hmm. Dang, that's a hard, it's such a hard question because, uh, mm, man, I've learned how resilient I can be mm-hmm. I've because there were days where I thought okay I, I just don't want I've told this you guys this before I just don't I want to break I don't want yeah. to do this anymore mm-hmm. um that's I how give up. yeah I want to give up I just want to mm-hmm. be done I mean the lord you know we only get one one life here on earth mm. why is it that this had to be true my life, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the Lord really, really has shown me though that it's through this that, and I know you said earlier, you know, it, God wouldn't um, use this to help people necessarily. That's not the kind of God He is. But in my experience, when I'm out and about and I see somebody with a CGM on their arm or um, a pump site or they're taking their blood sugar, I feel connected to that person. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. It's always cool. Um, if you're a diabetic out there, definitely. If you see another one, go up and talk to him. It yeah. it connects us in ways. The other day, this is crazy. I ran into a 65 year old man with the same exact insulin pump <laughs> on his hip as Aww. me, and so I I ran up to him with my mask on, of course, <laughs> and I said, "Well, look at us. We're <laughs> we're we're matching," mm. and it was a great conversation. And so. It it's learned me how to um, it's taught me excuse me how to connect with people and that that's a gift from the Lord. It's taught me how strong I can actually be. Um, It's taught me to be responsible, um, resilient. A lot of different things. Let
0: me say it this way: it's a platform.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's a way for you to connect. Yeah. I don't I don't think that you're necessarily cursed. No, no, no. You're allowed to have it, but now that you've been allowed to have it, it becomes a platform for all kinds of things. Strength, resilience, Mm -hmm. um, empathy.
2: Yeah, How to care for
0: people no matter what they have. Right. Uh, It's changed my perspective on life. I tell you one thing, it makes me appreciate the fact that I don't have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how you do it. Uh, You're an inspiration to all of us. You're everyone in the family. Mm. Um, We've always said that you're the... The youngest 30-year-old we know. (laughs) But um, you are an inspiration. And if you're out there listening, don't ever think that you're not an inspiration. You're a fighter. Mm -hmm. You can do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We believe in you. Others believe in you. You inspire us by, by what you're doing.